following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. finally over it's it it's all done the skywalker saga ends today well it technically ended like four years ago but we're ending talking about it today welcome everybody to the airing of grievances my name is matt johnson and i am joined by our lovely cast of rebels of mr brian finch i don't want to I don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm serious. That's 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 the spirit. Johnny Townsend. <laughs> I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. <laughs> We're all motivated, as you can all tell. Hey, yeah. listen, Brian, we talked in, in the chat, my man. We haven't aired many grievances yet, so we got this is our fix. This is the this trilogy is why we came here. All right. Yeah. The last movie, this movie, the Star Wars holiday special. Um probably solo, yeah. depending on where you know where you stand on that movie. Um, um oh let's see. I'd rather, man, I'd rather listen to uh the Wookiees speak in only their dialect for two hours straight before I ever watch either one of these sequels again. I, you say that. <laughs> However, but <laughs> you have been super resistant to the holiday special, my friend. Oh, it's bad. It was the original bad. Everything else that came after that's bad is just playing off of how bad that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> inspiration it's coming uh, holiday season 2023 everybody i we are shoehorning it in um the holiday special we are we are going to watch and review it we're actually going to watch and 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 translate no i'm just kidding i'm not gonna no, we are no, that's a great idea i like it <laughs> we're gonna uh, do, <laughs> do watch a lot i plan i promise all our listeners i will <laughs> learn wookie and i will translate it <laughs> hold me to that guys don't let me forget right. that i said that fair at you matt you said that we we finished the skywalker saga um i'm looking at my notes um the end of this the skywalker saga actually happened back in 1983 i'm confused no you, you well yes obviously you are confused my friend this is the, this is the completion of it oh Oh, weird. I don't know That's what kind what of revision. they wanted you to think, Brian, oh. and you <laughs> fell for it. Yeah, this movie has the name Skywalker in it. All right? Yeah. Stop trying to change history, Brian. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it literally says Skywalker. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Technically and personally, it ends after episode three for me. Um, I do the machete cut. And uh, when I when I view Star Wars, my marathon Star Wars movies, and it doesn't have a single goddamn thing to do with this trilogy. Not a single thing. But um, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, um, that is what we're talking about today. Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, came out in 2019. That is the main subject for today's episode. However, we got some news and uh, other stuff to talk about. Gents, uh, what are we, what's on our mind in the world of Star Wars? Pew, 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 pew. This is my breaking news sound effect. That's good. It was beautiful. It was well, as beautiful as Ray's dialect in these movies. You mean Finn, who just only says, Ray! Ray! <laughs> he is the Star Wars Wolverine. <laughs> Gene! <laughs> well, news-wise, we had some pr- pretty fun stuff going on. We're all looking forward to... I can't leave her! <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. It's killing my soul. It's killing my Star Wars soul. It's forcing me to do things I don't want to do. Um, just like I can't play Jedi Fallen Order, but all of you with new platforms can in a, a few weeks. We're all very excited about that. Yes. Uh, as well as I, I heard, and I was telling the boys, I overheard uh, on a podcast, not this one, a different one, that... They have leaked um, some clips of a open world concept Star Wars game, which is looking pretty epic. Um, that'd be brand new. Like we've never been able to do that. Not not regular style. The Lego games, the most recent Lego game did, but I get it. Lego is not for Lego style games. Aren't for everybody. But I think in in a general style, I I love the concept. I really truly do. Especially, it depends on how open world that they make all the or they they just make the game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always envisioned like the ability to, uh, ability to travel to different planets, have different experiences, missions. Um, you know, Jedi. I, I hope it's I hope it's just like Grand Theft Auto, and you get to like if you see like a ro- like a somebody landing their x-wing you can just like beat them up and take it from them and drive off and just spaceship jack their vehicle <laughs> and and like you can find you can go to the seedier parts of of naboo and find yourself a a, a lady to help you with some services <laughs> and you'll just and then you'll just see your x-wing just rocking a little bit Right, and then, like you gotta, you can give her money, or you can use the force and make her think that you already did give her money. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of things you can do here. Yeah, yeah. Get your lightsaber. Uh, get your lightsaber. Yeah, my tricks don't work on yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <Holy> Jack, what? <laughs> De- De- Jack Porkins, what? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's what we said. Yeah, um, I, 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 I really do. I think Star Wars. It, we can't just depend on this Jedi survivor, you know, this Cal Kestis series 
Lego, who knows where Lego is going to go. It's probably, we're probably not going to get another Lego Star Wars game for a very, very, very long time. Um, I think if I have to find new ways to to open up the series, you know, who knows when the next Battlefront's going to come out, if there's been anything announced. Star Wars video games were great in the 90s, early 2000s to mid, mid 2000s because the frequency of releases and the different types of games. You know, uh, I, I don't know years verbatim, but, you know, in a, in a rough couple year stretch, there was a Clone Wars game and then there was uh, Jedi Starfighter uh, X-Wing for the GameCube, which I heard is a really, really great game. Um, right. Is it X-Wing or Rogue Squadron or something like that? I think it's Rogue Squadron. And you had the Battlefront yeah. games and there was like it's there was something for everybody there. And that's what made video gaming so special for Star Wars. Now, I think I don't know if EA, EA must have the majority like the yeah they they have the license yeah which is i wish they do more with it i wish they do more with it i know i know battlefront 2 came around they finally kind of figured that out and and again this jet that jedi fallen order game was was fantastic but i wish there was more um to go around because i feel like it's lacking like i i see like oh a a new star wars game is coming out and then it's uh it's a re-release of racer or knights of the old republic all great games keep in mind but um, but I like new. I I, I want to find new ways to kind of push uh, push the lore a little bit. So that's where I'm at, though. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean it's just fun running around in Star Wars worlds. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I do that mostly with Lego, the Lego game now. Yeah. Yeah. I've unlocked everything I've cared to unlock. Could do a little bit more, but um, but going around and seeing just little hidden things. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, Mando. We're all caught up on Mando. Everybody, uh, everybody on this show is definitely caught up on the Mandalorian. One million percent. We've all three, all three of us, and listen to my words. There's no sense of irony or lying when I say this. All three of us, myself especially, have seen every current available episode of Mandalorian, and not just the first one. Yeah, and read reviews of the next two. I would never do that. I would watch all three of them. I can't stress this enough. <laughs> I can't believe Jar Jar Binks showed up. That blew my mind. He's like, "Me's a Jar Jar Binks," and then, and then Mando's like, "Well, me's a Mando," and I couldn't believe he did that. <laughs> it felt it felt wrong. I mean, he's kind of appropriating Jar Jar's culture there, and I didn't care for that too much. But, you know, other than that, and then mm. he threw his helmet at him, which is like, well, I thought he was trying to keep that thing on. It was a pretty crazy episode. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, give it a 10 out of 10, though. That's good. That's a lot better than you yeah. giving a lot of movies. So, yeah, uh, that we've done the show. So that, good for you. Uh, what do we <laughs> think, guys? What do we think? I, I got to start. I'll start off with this. I, I did love that they went to Coruscant um, with this episode. Coruscant, I mean, post prequel trilogy has been pretty irrelevant uh the re-releases of like return of the jedi showed flashbacks i think there was one of the worlds that the uh they blew up in episode seven but it is cool to see it was cool to see coruscant like in a modern light not that much has changed uh but i do have to say that the basis for the for the majority of the episode was neat and i also did not mind having a non 100 percent mando episode either I was fine with it. it. I mean, it's 
it's not going Andor route, you know. And I I acknowledge that Andor was of a uh, kind of a specific taste in the Star Wars world because it was so slowed down and it was so really this plot driven, not a lot of action, and you're relying on you know these words and cadences of these characters to like really be what you kept tuning into. Uh, th- that's for me. You know, I said it when we were doing the review of it, um, that it worked for me, but I can see how people took the last episode of Mando, um, and said, all right, let's not do too much of this. You know what I mean? Being a little cautious because they don't trust everything that comes out of the star Wars world, even stuff that's uh, on the small screen as it were. But I mean, exploring everything to, with, um, you know, the world of, Mandalore and the whole backstory of what makes a Mandalorian. Like, I like that that's a big part of this story right now. Like, minus the last two thirds of the third episode, you know, that's what it's all been about. It's been, we're learning about the lore, we're learning about what it means to each character, and even little Grogu's trying to say, uh, this is the way, which is adorable. It's, it's the cutest thing. Um, yeah, so I have an idea, and I proposed this to Brian, and he kind of, he didn't poo-poo on it so, per se, but he, he I don't think he was a hundred percent sold. Um, you know, obviously there was the 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 Tie Fighter attack on Mando and Bo-Katan at the beginning of the episode, and we saw what happened with the uh, um, with the scientist. I, I can't remember his name, but um, he was kind of set up to fail. Uh, I do feel like it is all connected and I'm trying to find something like we have to have a big bad. I don't think they're going to go back to uh, I don't think they're going to go back to Moff Gideon just yet, but I have been doing some thinking and some research. And I do believe that we are in route to getting a live action Thrawn. By the end of this, I know, I know it sounds far fetched. I know I've been, you know, talking up the books for some time. I think I talked about them enough on the last the last episode. I've completed the trilogy since. It is the most beautiful piece of literature, Star Wars literature, I've ever read. But I've, you know, Brian Brian's argument uh, in our text conversation was the timeline and where it sits at. I actually did some research, old good old Wikipedia, um, after our conversation and. Uh, I did see that that after the fall of the emperor, Thrawn was responsible for keeping most of the empire in the outer rim, and he was actually an integral part of establishing the First Order. He kept the empire organized until everything happened. This is officially from Wikipedia, um, so I, I thought found it interesting. I mean, this I, it, this is all canon Thrawn. So I like the idea. Um, I really want to see him in live action. I think it works. Again, I don't think people are going to be excited for another Moff Gideon like as a as the big bad, but we have to have a big bad. And and Thrawn seems highly likely. I know I didn't finish Rebels, uh, so I'm not sure where his fate lied there. But again, it is canon that Thrawn maintained the Empire, at least the personnel in the Empire, in the Outer Rim, which is where he's from. Um what are your thoughts on that theory? If you want to elaborate further. I 
since this is Star Wars, I really, I'm cool with it as long as we, as long as we get even more fetch quests. I've always said that Star Wars doesn't have enough of these episodes that the plot is purely, hey, we need to go here and get this. And uh, as long as we do that again and again and again, even for the movies, you know, uh, <laughs> even for the movies, that would be fantastic. Heck, you can start with that, right? Be the first thing. Like, hey, I got to go get this. And as long as you do that, then I don't care who the big bad is because that's selling me. That's selling you, tickets to Johnny. You've, you've literally described this 90% of the new, recent Bad Batch season, which we'll talk about in a moment. Oh, and the movie we're about to review. <laughs> that technically, too. That technically Which is what I was referring to. <laughs> oh, that's right. You haven't watched. I mean, you I haven't watched totally Bad watched Bad Batch, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> Uh, I've watched every episode of Bad Batch. It's really good, <laughs> but they and I think it's really good because they go and get stuff. Well, you know. to, uh, <laughs> to counter the Thrawn idea, not to say that it's not. I don't think it's gonna happen, even though I do think the timeline's a little wonky because it's twenty five years post Empire. So what, Mando? Like, it, not post Empire, but post uh, Clone Wars. Sorry. Okay. I was gonna say um, he would be yeah, he would be fighting the Chris. But anyways, <laughs> fighting the, the what? Oh, the, the Chris. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see. they can do whatever they want. Anyways, I saw a, an idea that makes me so mad, but it's probably true. They're actually helping with Bad Batch, which we'll talk about in a second, and what they're doing in Mando and all the cloning. This is just leading to them reinforcing the movie we're going to talk about. Unfortunately, I hate to break it to everyone, but I think that's that's it. Whatever I, yeah. little bad guy they have, we now know there's Snoke. We do know that eventually there's another guy that we're going to talk about in a second. And it's like, I don't like it. I feel like they're being a little, they're bailing out the uppers at Disney and lucas um for making such a mistake with this sequel that they're gonna reinforce it now back it up with good stuff so now we feel a little better and maybe i will in 10 years but not today (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've thought about that too that they're they're trying to reinforce the 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 sequel trilogy which it is what it is right i mean it's it's star wars content I'm fine with them attempting to justify it. It doesn't take away from the fact that they were badly organized films. That will never take it away. But the lore, at least, if you can help justify the lore behind that sequel trilogy, I can forgive you a little bit. I can forgive you a little bit. But my score for Episode 8 and my score for Episode 9 will remain the same, Um, probably unchanged, Uh, because it was just – it was bullshit. Let's just say that. Hey, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to give we don't want to give away your thoughts yet on that. That's true. That's true. We do have more to talk about. Um, also, I wanted to ask you guys too, Johnny. I discussed this with you uh, in text. I might have brought it up to Brian. Do we think that they're planning some kind of uh, crossover event for Star Wars? We're getting a lot of content post Return of the Jedi in the same era with it. It's Ahsoka, uh, Mandalorian, 
and Boba Fett and uh, I think that the the Rangers of the Republic or whatever that other show is um, is coming out. It's going to be around the same time. Do we feel that there is a potential almost like uh, the Defenders did for uh, on Marvel Netflix? I mean, they've already kind of done it once with Boba Fett, right? Yeah, Soka. I, light teases, but no Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, but you want them like all at the same time in the same place. That's kind of what I'm yeah. thinking. It wouldn't be the craziest thing that I've seen. I think it's possible. I don't. I. I don't know. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be against it if it's a fun idea. But it's. I just don't know. I think it just. I think it all kind of depends on. For me personally, how that Ahsoka show is going to be. Right. Like if it's as good because obviously it's a really good character and if it's as good as mando is overall then i'm all for it but comparing it to the defenders which i get the problem there was that one of the characters was just wasn't as good as he should have been cough cough iron fist cough (laughs) um and that's a shame because i'm i really i'm a big iron fist fan of the comic it's but uh, anyway, that one's kind of weak, especially when you compare them to how good uh, Daredevil is, right? Because yeah. Daredevil is phenomenal. Right. Uh, that's kind of how this is to me so far. I thought uh, the best part, I mean, no, everybody knows this, the best parts of the Boba Fett show are the Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that Boba Fett is Iron Fist. I am. I kind of think so. Is he the Iron Fist of, of the, 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 might be. the Star Wars cinematic universe? He might be. I don't know. It's just, I just don't, I just want Ahsoka to be so much better than, than Boba Fett was. Boba Fett was fine, but if it, it, it was, it seemed obvious to me that they knew they needed to have Mandalorian show up to really help it. And, like, and, and like and, a bantha. And yeah. And Cad Bane, you know. Um, it had some it had some really great stuff in it that I'm and I'm glad I watched it, but you know, uh, it's not a show that I feel like I need to go back and see. Right, right. As in, but Mandalorian, I've gone back and rewatched episodes before. Yeah, so have I. Scenes, moments, that sort of yeah. thing. Brian, what's what say you? Uh, well, yeah, about it's potential crossover. It's been brought up to Filoni before, of, and I think they even kind of phrased it in. Do you see this going in a route? where you have Marvel and like not necessarily end game and not necessarily like what's the next one they're going to do clone wars. Is that the next Marvel? Uh, Secret wars. No? Secret wars. Secret wars. Secret wars. Secret wars first. So, wars, yep. No, there is a clone wars in Marvel, isn't there? There is the comic it, books back clone, in the nineties. Clone saga. It's a Spider-Man clone thing. Saga. I thought, right. Oh, uh, yeah. maybe you're right. Yeah. Not clone wars. <laughs> God, God, um, no, there's no, an no. X-Men game. There is an X-Men game clone something, I think. For there's, a Clone Wars, there's a Clone Wars X-Men game, yeah. So when brought that brought up to him in that kind of way, you know, framing it around that Marvel event, he said, yeah, I could see something like that happening. Now, he's obviously going to be coy. He did, He's never talked about future projects and told you what's going to happen. Right. He, never once. And anything he's ever touched for Star Wars, has it ever been that he to- told you what's going to come up in the next season? So. Him just acknowledging that he could see something like that happen, that's enough for me to believe that it's probably going to happen. And maybe in a cinematic way. I mean, it, it wouldn't 
be a bad idea to do a straight to Disney Plus movie with all these people. Yeah. I was going to say with all these, you know, bringing it all together. I was going to say a theatrical release would be probably not good. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Especially if you're, you're, you're spending so much time building up these characters on, uh, on your streaming service that not everybody has and not everybody follows up. That's a problem that Marvel's going to end up dealing with too. uh, At some point when, when it comes to translating the shows to the movies, um, they've just gotten out of control uh, in those instances. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the draw is getting the general audience, and right now the forefront characters are, you know, just characters that people aren't generally familiar with, right? Uh, the general public, maybe Bo- Boa Fett would be the only one that. So I I, I agree. I, I don't hate the idea of a streaming service movie, but if I'm going to do it, I want a well fleshed out show. That's mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah. Um, Better storytelling in that regard, but that's almost it. guaranteed, Matt. You'll know by the end of Ahsoka, right? I yeah, I would dare so say. Um, we'll get an idea who a, a bigger villain character is uh, by that time. Please, for the love of God, be Thrawn. Please be Thrawn. Please be Thrawn. Uh, so yeah, so I did want to bring that up. Um, bad butt, uh, bad batch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bad butt, bad, bad butt. <laughs> Prince, you got bad butt. <laughs> bad butt prince talking about dog talking to the dog um shoot i don't remember the last episode i watched <laughs> when, I, I bet, did the, the one I bet they went to go get something <laughs> brian they remind did. me remind me what the re- the last one was uh so i believe the last one if my memory serves me correctly they had been sent out once again by that reptilian lady who's a bitch and uh they're, they're, <laughs> they're going off to get some cargo off of a ship and when they get there um they <laughs> when they get there there's a old reptilian thing which i found out today they cloned that was uh, that was that was just yes. cold-blooded yeah. <laughs> who's a bitch <laughs> as cold-blooded as she is that's I right i tell- i do remember now i do recall yeah so that's... which is a throwback. This is the thing. Yeah, this is the dragon from the Clone Wars show right. um, yep. that actually attacked Coruscant, and it was a big. It was a big thing. Yeah, this is the clone. I think this is the specific clone of that. Right. So this is now delving more into bringing in the lore of the Empire and the appeal of cloning, despite what we've been seeing in the season with them not wanting to use clone soldiers anymore. They do want to keep cloning things. Yeah. And, you know, that dragon beast thing, whatever, that attacked Coruscant and then uh, was on that ship, is, uh, apparently is like one of the most difficult beings to kill. In fact, the only way they kill it in the Clone Wars is they gas it, you know, because it's Right, free. subdue it. Yeah, the, the, the skin, which I is, think, is impenetrable. Which is where the bad butts come in. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, fun- the funky butts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's I think like the Death Troopers that attacked Mando and everybody on in uh, the second season of uh, of Mandalorian at the end. I think right they're, they're have an impenetrable armor, and I do believe that I think is it the Zillow Beast. That sounds right. I, it sounds about right. Um, I think that's where like their armor comes from. That I think I'm not 100 percent certain. 
that was just a big thing about making their troopers and such it pretty much impenetrable. And that's what that would, that would entail. So, um, so, which is a nice, you know, a nice cool connection there. I think they made some references that also I'm liking that crosshair is finally kind of seeing things the way that the rest of the bad batch did. Uh, love that little turn yeah. of events. It's about, it's about time. Cause I like the cross. I like crosshair, uh, the character. I think it's, it would be a good time for him to kind of join, uh, the crew, right. He killed that Imperial officer. Cause it, yeah. it was, it was, <laughs> it was a great scene. I, I didn't expect it. And he did it. I was like, Whoa, it finally happened. So, um, so yeah, hopefully we see a little bit more, you know, a little bit more across here. He's probably going to join the crew by the end of, uh, of this season. Do we know how many episodes is in uh, this season two of Bad Batch? I was just looking at that. They will be releasing three more episodes starting the week that we're recording. So the week of March 20th. Okay. All right. So it's almost over. Yeah. Mm. Sad. <laughs> it has been just, good, right? Oh, it's been really, really good. A little more grown up. Yeah, I, I agree. It's taking a little bit more adult themes. I, I I'm liking some of the different lore that they're exploring. Uh, really opening up things up. And I, I again, I think I mentioned it the last episode we recorded. I'm really liking this uh, this the clones versus Imperials thing, which is I thought maybe it would crescendo crescendo. It would finish off at like this season, but it's probably going to be the fuel for season three. So, uh, is there anything else, guys? Is there anything else going on in the world of Star Wars? I do got to say, I am reading another Star Wars book right now. It's a quick one. Uh, it just came out in May of last year. It's uh, Star Wars it, Brotherhood, and it takes place immediately after Episode 2, everybody's favorite movie here. And uh, it's really cool. Uh, oh, it's Obi-Wan and Anakin, and uh, there's a mission... So I, I found this really cool. Um, episode three, maybe you guys remember this, uh, when they bring the Chancellor back home safely and Obi-Wan refers to the, to that business on Cato Nemoidia. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, this is actually the mission. Oh, oh, that's cool. Which is really <laughs> neat. And there's a lot of nice tie-in. It actually introduces uh, Asajj Ventress. And, nope. um, yeah, there's a lot of drama. Uh, a lot of a lot of cool drama. It's it in it, it's it t- discusses Anakin becoming a Jedi Knight. Like it mean, this is like three weeks after Geonosis, and uh, it's it's a really good book. Quick read. Um, it's like only like less than three hundred pages. I'm I'm like seventy percent done with it now. Uh, but I really really like how it's going. There's a a curiosity that happens with every chapter and um, the chapters are actually named after the characters that it's highlighting, which is neat too. So one chapter will be, uh, will just be called Obi-Wan and it's a whole thing from his perspective. And then it jumps to Asajj Ventress or, or, uh, or Anakin. Um, but so far so good. I did want to bring that up, but it is time, everybody. We're going to put the Skywalker saga to rest. Episode nine, here we go. This movie came out in December of 2019. Uh, what was the date on it? Do, 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 do. 
That's all I got. 2019, the budget was 275 to 416 million dollars, and it earned 1.74 billion. Which actually, like, it sounds good, but it also doesn't feel good comparatively to some of the other movies. I I don't know. That's just me. I I mean, anytime you make a profit, I mean, you put. It doesn't really say how the movie is, though. I mean, you just put Star Wars in front of something. more than likely he's going to make some money. Yeah, here I am. How what a, what a time to be alive. One point something billion just sounds like mediocre. <laughs> when I would, I would be very happy to have even a small fraction of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Just just a, just yeah. a little chunk. I mean, it more than tripled its production cost, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly, no. It's it's allegedly. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, these could be like WWE numbers. We don't know if they're kayfabe or not. Right. <laughs> like the, you know attendance at a WrestleMania kind of thing. Right. No, I know. It's considered a box office success. Um. So there's that. Uh, let's all go through and discuss where we're at. Uh, when we when this movie dropped, obviously it wasn't very very long ago, but it's already been three and a half years or so. Uh, Johnny, how about you? Let's kick off where you were in life, uh, all those years ago, in 2019 when the Rise of Skywalker dropped. Well, I w- I wasn't 40 yet, so I didn't realize just how truly brutal life could be, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> And just how your body just decides to just hate you at every turn after that for for no reason, just for sleeping the wrong way. But uh, I do remember seeing this in the theater, but I don't remember if I saw it by myself or if I forced Trevor or any of my buddies to go with me. I don't remember. This is horrible. But I did, I did see this in the theater, though. I know. But that's, <laughs> tell, that's telling you how this may be a spoiler alert to how one of the problems with this movie uh, <laughs> is that I don't remember. Yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, I mean, say what you want about the one before this. For better or for worse, I definitely remember it. So, uh, it's, it's I, do, I do think that I had read reviews of it saying that they tried to, quote-unquote, fix things that people had problems with with the previous one yeah so i went into it think well maybe they'll try to make luke look cooler or something which i was all for and you know i did i do despite some terrible in my opinion terrible decisions that they had that they did with the last movie with characters i do like those characters uh i think there's a lot of promise there but that's again a problem with these movies is they give you some characters with a lot of promise and then what do they do with it? Uh, But I do remember that. And I do think that, and again, I got the same feeling because I watched this today. uh, Rewatched this today. I got the same feeling rewatching today as I remember having then of being really confused, trying to decide how I felt about it. And uh, I'm kind of hoping you guys can help me with that today, but that's how I, I do remember feeling coming out of the theater. I was just really confused. And like, was was this good, or am I just thinking it's good compared to what I saw before it? That type of thing, like in comparison, 
you know, type of idea. Right, right. No, it's it's certainly going to be a, a big aspect of today's discussion. Brian, what about you? Um, four years ago, a much younger Brian Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, where yeah, were you? In the mid-30s you didn't, you didn't even you didn't even know me. So, I mean, your life couldn't have been near as good. I only knew you for a year. We a Johnny Townsend little timestamp here. Retro Pop was two months old. No, excuse me, oh, three wow. months old uh, wow. when this movie came out. Wow, now we're three years, <laughs> three years of some change. Wow. <laughs> well, uh, you you said that uh, this movie came out in December of 2019. Correct. Okay, I definitely had the conversation with my friend Josh because I got Disney Plus right away. That came out in November of 2019. Okay. I absolutely had the conversation of. Shouldn't we just wait until this comes out in Disney Plus? We didn't even like the last one. Shouldn't we just wait? I don't I don't want to go pay to see this in theaters, but I'm sure my buddy Josh convinced me to go out, pay for the IMAX, get the popcorn, get the drink, and sit down for another cinematic adventure through space. <laughs> and I know I didn't want to, and I know I went in having the worst mindset possible. Um if you guys ever want to try psychedelics, I know this is like a weird sidebar, but if you ever do, you got to go in with the right mindset or spices. Like, spice. Let's make this. Let's make this Star Wars or spices. If you want to go, go in and try and spices, if you're ever yeah. gonna dabble dabble in some spice or uh, maybe some uh, death sticks, you gotta have the right mindset to enjoy the experience. I definitely did not have that for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is and it has bled over. Through the years, it, yeah. it's it's seeping into the soils we speak, and it's just ruining everything. So the quicker we get this over with, the better I'll feel. Perfect. <laughs> All right, that's the again. That's the spirit. That's how that's how we roll around here. Um, yeah. So I actually took a mental health day from work, and I had a fire stick, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna spend my mental health day and illegally watch this movie. Allegedly, you're allegedly did this. Uh hold on. But I'm your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I sat in bed, I watched it, and honestly, it was it was, you know, it was it, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I wasn't enraged. I was content. Uh I felt like like I just watched like one of those mid 2000s bad Marvel films. Like I just left the theater watching like Daredevil. No emotion, just flatlined with a little bit of boop boop just a little bit. I was like, okay, I know I'm going to see this in the movie theaters, which I ended up doing as well. Uh, I think I seen it with the family. Maybe I took the wife. I don't know. Let's just get this over with. Go to the movies. And um, and it came off a little bit better in the movie theater. I will say this, though, and this will be part of my notes. I don't hate I definitely don't hate this one as much as I do. Episode eight. This made my top 10 Star Wars films. However, there's only 11 Star Wars films, and this came in at number 10. 
That's that's the that's the just oh. the one little caveat. Oh man, this would be my argument here with what you just said. Like I can't tell you you're wrong. Obviously, it's your opinion, but I would put episode two as way worse than this this one. That's me personally. I just really, I just hate episode two so much. If I want to see Star Wars C-SPAN, I'll make an SNL skit about it. <laughs> you killed the Raiders. You killed killed the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, it was way better than this. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have our breakdown in a moment, but I, I simply put, episode eight. I, I, I think what Johnny, you know, said about them trying to make up for episode eight, it was just too far gone. Um, they tried hard, they tried to ju- justify it, but it actually ended up making episode eight seem worse. And in the end, it, I think it hurt its own score. Um, it, I hurt it, its own. It kind of feels like you know when we're watching all these the marvel universe it sort of feels like uh at least with the going up with those last two avenger movies that they at least had a direction with all of them yeah that's the problem with these last three star wars movies they don't feel cohesive in character directions and such not at all not even unless you're collar in collar in comes out great but other than that oh ben swallow um (laughs) Yeah, I just I have mixed feelings obviously about it, um, but yeah, it, it just I, I think if episode eight would have hit, this movie might have come off a lot better. That's where I'm gonna put. Simply put, obviously I have notes and stuff that I'm gonna I'm willing, we're gonna discuss, um, but I I was I was burned out of Star Wars at this point. I really was. I was I was fed up. I never went, I've never went into a Star Wars film so emotionless, probably like Brian said, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, you know, do psychedelics or anything, but, uh, but there was a point where I was just, I, I, I've never felt so low and motivated. This is like, Johnny, you, you, you probably know this feeling, you know, wrestling had that like period where it's like, uh, do I really want to want to spend two or three hours watching Monday Night Raw tonight? Like, I don't yeah. have to do it. That's yeah. probably a better comparison to where I was mentally with this film. Yeah, I get it. Yep. So um, I guess uh, this is the point in the show where we all kind of go around and and uh, and uh, yeah, discuss our notes, our thoughts, and, and certain moments in the movie. Uh, Johnny, you want to watch kick us off? All right. So first note I wrote was. We start this movie off with a, like I said before, fetch quest. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Fetch quest. I get it. And obviously Star Wars is not the only thing to do this, to have quote unquote fetch quests. But if you're an avid gamer like I am, they really stand out even more because it's like a tired trope in video games where, hey, you need to go get this to uh, complete this quest. And a lot of it just feels like feels like busy work. And yeah. honestly, it does here too, in a way, even though it does, I guess, serve a purpose because literally the one thing she goes after just gets crushed right in front of her. But uh, I digress. Um, and then she really didn't even need it in the first place, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Um, the opening where we get, where we're following Kylo Ren as he's going around and there, and you get to see him just kicking ass. That was pretty cool. But at the same time, I was thinking, I wish we got, and I understand it was a different era and we could do a lot more stuff now, but I really wish we'd gotten some more stuff 
of like Vader doing that kind of thing. I you agree. Know, going around just tearing, going through like like that last minute of Rogue of uh, Rogue One. Yeah, where he's just going through the hallway, just tearing people up. Like that's you know that's just so thing cool. And I, I would have loved to see some Vader doing that. Did you know that that planet was uh, supposed to be Mustafar? Oh man, that, that it's actually Mustafar, and they said that with Vader's death, that the planet was able to regrow some of its vegetation. That's why there was like trees and stuff there, which oh, wow. weren't like there before. That's that's actually Mustafar. Uh, Musta too close to home. What if what he finally gets to um that one the the planet of the Sith. Excellent. And, and like and I am glad that since this was the big reveal, they kind of get it out of the way here at the beginning, rip that band-aid off. That it's the Emperor. Uh spoiler alert. Uh so did he just <laughs> did he just have like a a used spaceship lot just laying down there just used still operational spaceships? Just laying down there, like he. Uh, I have. There's a the closest big town near me has is just filled with used car lots, and I used to work at one. Uh, but I kind of that's the same vibe I got here. <laughs> just it was so very yes, I I agree. It was very random. Yeah, but this and is like also for, just for yeah. like just five hundred down. You can fly one off the lot today. <laughs> yeah, and we. It's a it buy was, here, pay here type situation. We're, we are the bank. I mean, it was the your taxes yeah. here and walk away with your own Death yeah. Star. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Good credit, bad credit, no credit. We got you. Because uh, we are the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. It was it was a little wild. This is all that, that Thrawn Outer Rim stuff that was utter, you know, that, that, I, that I think they're trying to work up to. Yeah, because Exegol, I believe, is outer rim territory, or at least pretty close to it. It's it uncharted to... territory. Yeah, it's not even charted. I believe uh, it's what they said you... in this movie. Yeah, yeah. so that's technically yeah, outer to, like, rim. Yeah. They had to navigate through like. All that's why they had to go get those, fetch those things, Matt. Is because this place is not even on the charts. The dagger and the cube and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> I had seen this movie like three times before today. And I wow. swear really? to you, I swear to you, I swear on Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan's Force Ghost himself. I didn't remember that slug guy on the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> and he comes up multiple times <laughs> and shows up at the end. I didn't remember him whatsoever. He's just so randomly there. Yes. Yes. Just like Johnny, a random not, guy just all there. I am not joking. In my notes, my second note down, Space Slug is a part of the Falcon crew and no one says a word. <laughs> yeah. It's just accepted. It's just, <laughs> hey, here's this random Space Slug. He's our mascot. Hey, diversity. Diversity. Yeah, we got we to gotta put he the salt away. He doesn't even have a name. No, they gave him a name. I think he said his name. I don't uh, remember what it was. When you, I'm when looking you... it up. His name is... Oh, wait, no, that's not it. When Poe first sees him, he says his name real quick, I think. I'm going to find it. It was so Just weird. type in Star Wars Space Slug. I'm sure that'll tell you right away. It keeps going It I... keeps going to the, the asteroid one from episode five. Uh, it looks like a penis. Well, this one, well, kind of, too. Slug on Falcon, maybe? 
You're going to get a weird image of a I slug. I literally typed in Space Slug Star Wars Episode 9 and the one for Episode 5. Giant Slug Rise of Oh, there it is. Claude. His name is Claude. Okay, that's great. A-L-A-U-D. I ain't going to lie. That's a great name for that Space Slug. So I'm okay with it. Name. Like, like he's arms. He has no arms. What the fuck does he do? He <laughs> fixes the ship, right? And he screams. <laughs> I just what do they have the armless guy fixing the ship? But that's what they were doing. He literally, this is dumb. I just sent you guys a link and look at it. Cuts off. Oh, we're gonna can't see his head. We're... It looks like a the, the head of a penis. Like Brian, like tell me I'm wrong. Like I was gonna say, he sends this image. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, I didn't, I did not ask for or give you permission to send me a Claude pick. Okay. Oh man, I, I just sent totally, us without permission. I'm totally calling my Johnson the Claude. <laughs> as you should <laughs> um, also as I was watching this I realized something uh, this movie is over two and a half hours long which is not unusual for Star Wars but this one really feels it it's a it's a slog to get through or a space slug to get through it's very there are times where I was just kind of I didn't realize I'd spaced out as I was watching it. And I was like, oh, we're here. You know, like, um, I used to, I used to, uh, the car lot when I worked there is a great, it was a great example. It was like a, it was like a 45 minute drive for me every day to get there. Right. And there would be days I did it so much where I would get to work and I was like, oh, I don't remember that I actually drove here today. I kind of spaced out because I do it so much. That's kind of how I felt with this movie for a lot of it. It just kind of is, is there type of thing. Yeah. Um. All right, so I, I'm not going to be all negative though. I did think that the mole thing was really interesting. That's an interesting little wrinkle in there, and that it's Hux. That's also really good. And that his motivation is like, I don't care if you win, I just want him to lose. That's all been set up really good, right? Yeah. And it makes Hux even more interesting. And I was more interested in this, and I really liked where this was going. And then they just shoot him, and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> So this is Star Wars for me. I love Star Wars, but they do this so much. They will build up this thing that is just like, it has a lot of promise here. And then uh, then that's what they do with it. It's so frustrating for me. Yeah. Personally. It's bad, it's bad storytelling. It's bad storytelling. Yeah. Cause you, you're building this up. It's really interesting, really fantastic. It, and he still hucks. His reasoning is still hucks. He's not like he's becoming a good guy. But uh, he just really hates Kylo Ren, which makes sense because they were always kind of at each other's uh, throats. So, but then that's what you do with them. So whatever, I guess. Uh, boo on me for actually wanting that to be interesting. Um, another, uh, this is an actual positive thing. The, and I would even say that for this whole trilogy, really, the last saber fights are pretty good. They're pretty interesting. The one in the ocean on this one. I think it's done pretty cool. The Osho one's the uh, best one, I think. Yeah, I liked it. It was done really well. Really great uh, scenery. It's filmed interestingly. Uh, there's really great shots of like him walking through the, the giant wave with his lightsaber. That was pretty neat. So I did like that. But another thing I was really realizing in this is as much as we're supposed to believe that Kylo Ren is this amazing badass she kicks his butt all the time. 
She yeah. Now yeah. constantly. Now in this fight, in fairness, his uh his mom kind of helps, right? Like like he was sort of having the upper hand for the first time, really, in their fights, but he still ends up getting his butt kicked by her. Um, so that's there's that. The I, the Leia stuff I thought with obviously her passing away in real life, as sad as that was, I think they handle that about as best as you can being given that. Like I said, I, I do not fault them handling that that way. Uh, it was obvious they kind of really respecting her character. And I really liked that. It actually meant a lot. And I did get a little choked up when they told Chewie the news and he fell to the ground because yeah. he's just losing friends left and right in this trilogy. He sure the is. Only, the only original friend he has left is Lando, I think, basically. Yeah. And yeah, they're uh, trying to replace and, him with a slug on the crew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I thought was sort of was really interesting, and I, and it also emotionally got me, was the 3PO stuff. When they're wiping his memory and stuff like that, and he goes, I want to take one last look at my friends. That was a great moment. I really like that. That's done so well. But then they kind of are like, well, we can't have that being such a big bummer toward the end. And they sort of start what, fixing that. Right. And, and I don't want to cut you off in your stuff, but I, he was okay, right? He ended up being okay. Yeah. 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 So Why did of, they do that? Why did they do these like when they fake killed Chewie on the ship? Yeah. And then they they're like, retconned. oh, yeah, yeah they do okay. twice. you're right. In the same movie, they do it twice. They retcon yeah. two things <laughs> in their old movie. Uh, yeah, uh, two should be incredibly emotional things. They sort of retcon in their own movie. Uh, I still think the Kyler Ren, uh, if you call this the Kyler Ren trilogy and you just focus on his stuff overall, that I would change a few things personally, just in my opinion. I think he comes out the best in this trilogy. Uh, he's He's got the most interesting story that they actually uh, give some time to, and they flesh out a little bit more than the other ones, and I did find that at least interesting, especially when compared to, to the others. There's supposed to be this really big moment, and it is pretty cool, where you got this moment where this is toward the end, and... You know, everybody who's who's fighting the Star Destroyers are getting their getting it handed to them, and they like they don't think nobody's going to come and save them. Then all of a sudden, the whole fleet of all our uh, heroes and Lando and all of them show up. It's a really great moment. But also, but the the note I wrote here is it's really cool when the good guys show up. But Dunkirk and the Avengers did it better. (laughs) Uh, Dunkirk, if you've never seen it, is an incredible movie based on a real thing that happened in World War II, uh, and or was it World War? I don't remember. It's one of the World Wars. Uh, I think I want to say it's two because it's Dunkirk. It's, I think it's two, yeah. And there's a scene where the British need to get their people out of there because they're getting bombed, and this has really happened. So it probably gives it even more weight and fairness to Star Wars because you know obviously Star Wars didn't really happen. Hate to bring it to you, but uh, and uh, there's a scene where. Like they think they're in trouble, then all of a sudden, all these boats from just regular people from Britain are showing up, and it's a really great, amazing moment in film. Highly recommend it. And of course, we all know what happens in Avengers. I'm on your left, that thing. Also done very well. This one is just okay, but those two movies had already come out before it, and I felt like, man, it was just kind of a, I don't know. I know what you're trying to do, but I, you know, um, a couple last notes here. Does 
Does Finn have the force, at least a little bit of the force, do you think? Yes. I I think they were alluding to at the end of episode eight when that kid had the force that everybody kind of deep down has it. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, everybody's everybody's special. So that kind of makes everybody special. I thought he was actually force sensitive, like should have been. I did too. Should have been, yes, absolutely. The Um, reason I even say that is because when Ray's dying, he feels it, right? Right. I think there right. was an illusion, an illusion, maybe another dyad or something, something weird. Um, like, yeah, so Poe kind of th- doesn't I, have that I, moment. You know what I mean? Only, only Finn does. Right. Yeah. And Chewie doesn't have that moment, even though he's super connected. Like he's the only character they specifically showed. Like he stops in his tracks. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought it was, maybe that, he is. That was like a really cool part. I think that's. A good I did point. too. I did too. But let's talk about Finn. He, I'm going to end with this. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> this is where Gene's heart breaks on screen for us, man. I like this character so much. And I think it's one of the, besides Luke, one of the reasons why the second one just tasted so terrible in my mouth when I watched it. Because you're taking these characters and what are you doing with them? And Finn, Finn's story through all three of these movies is so all over the place. They set him up to be like he's, uh, I mean, even they even come follow it back in this movie too, right? Where he's like, "Well, you know, Ray, I got to tell you something," and he never tells her, and we and we all know it's he has feelings for her or something of that aspect of it, and uh, they just forget that Rose kissed him in the last one. Like, let's pretend that didn't happen. They just forget that. You and think she took a pay one, hit? Rose did from not. I don't. I don't know. I she don't know. was in for like maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, all the hate that she got, I, if I was her, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's personal. That is that she, the actress did not deserve, by the way, that is not her fault. No, no. Uh, no. And uh, I was just so confused because here it's like they introduced another quote unquote love interest for him, even toward the end here. <laughs> uh it's just really all over the place. And it's not that I need a love story in my Star Wars. But, you know, if you're going to kind of dwell into that, you know, you know, let's do something with it. But they don't here. And it's just so weird that I just – this was a former Stormtrooper. Like, what? Let's let's really study this. And the ending of this movie where – oh, obviously I – I didn't care that she was a Palpatine. It didn't matter to me. But the, the ending of this movie where you get to see what happens to her. She goes back to Tatooine. She buries the lightsabers, both of them. And uh, she goes, you know, my last name's Skywalker. That's fine. I don't care. That Whatever. It's fine. But what happened to the other people? We only get to really kind of see what happens with her. I want to know what happens to Finn. I want to know what happens to Poe. I want to know. Uh, but we don't get any of that. So. Uh, you know, up my nose with a rubber hose for caring about these characters that you created for this trilogy. I'm sorry that I did. Uh, it's just so strange. And just to put a bow on this whole thing, I think that's my overall feeling with this trilogy, especially the first and last movie of this trilogy is just frustrated because there's so much here that I think is good and has so much potential but at the end of the day if you ask me what my feelings are about overall about this last trilogy it would be eh, that would be my response it's eh. yeah 
It's okay. There's bits and pieces of it that are really cool. Uh, it's eh for me. So, uh, man. And I'm going to leave with this question. At the very end where Ray and Ben, like he basically saves her life by giving his. Yeah. Do you, how do you think that should have went? Do you think she should have lived and, and he died like they did or the other way around? I kind of think. I mean, why can't they both just live? I mean, at the end of the day, why does he have to die here? Yeah, I I agree quite a bit actually that they they both should have lived. I thought that would have been like, I I felt like that would have been a cliff a true cliffhanger. Like, okay, I want to see what happens instead of oh, here we go, just like Darth Vader, bad guy turns good again, dies. Yeah. I, I would have wanted, like, you would have set me up with, hey, maybe Wicked Stories down the road of him trying to redeem things he did. Yeah. And that's a great thing. I mean, you, Matt, you know this from our friendship. I've told you I'm a sucker for characters who uh, feel the need to redeem themselves. A hundred percent. Same way. Things, and they're really, truly trying to change. So those are my thoughts on this overall. Um, I'll wait to get my score, of course. But overall, I felt very conflicted and still kind of do. So I'm very curious what you guys feel on this one. <laughs> Brian, uh, share your thoughts, please. You sure you want me to go next? 100%. Okay, cool. 150%. I'm not going to go in order from beginning of the movie to the end like my notes are lined up. I'm going to just try and hit on some of the points that Johnny said and add on what I have to think about that. Specifically, that last scene um, on Hexagol with Ben and Ray and the sacrifice. Question first. Leia dies the same time that Ben dies. Yes? Yes. That was my understanding. They both disappear. She stuck around in physical form long enough. Yes. That once he died, she died too. Right. I got that feeling. That's how I felt watching it. Yeah. Was Leia keeping Ben alive the whole time? Was Leia. This is so stupid. She's not this strong. Was Leia keeping Ben alive since getting stabbed in the gut? Now, when Ray heals him, quote unquote, heals him, but was it with help from Leia? Because why else would Leia disappear then? And, no, no, answer that first. I don't want to because my head hurts. Been thinking about it. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think about that until you just brought it up. In my mind, she the way i thought it was is that she was trying to reach him and she knew that he was at this crossroads as because of ray and uh i, I don't feel that she's the one that was keeping him alive i think he was healed by ray and that's why he's alive but i do agree that they both that she did stick around until he he died right physically yeah now Here's my biggest gripe that when canon is built in and you're trying to stick to canon and then you abandon it for no good reason other than you just feel like it, which is mostly what these movies are to me. You built in the idea that being able to transition to the non-physical form right after you die and you get to be one with the Force and become a Force ghost, you have to train. At the end of the Obi-Wan series, which they just released like 12 months ago, drives me nuts, this bullshit. 
you just stated from Yoda said to Obi-Wan, you have to go, or, you know, at the end of three, he says, you have to go train with, there's someone to train you, right? He's talking about turning into a force ghost. He is telling him that Qui-Gon Jinn had figured out a way to turn into a force ghost and he unlocked it and that he taught Yoda and he learned how to do it and so on and so forth. When the fuck did Kylo Ren <laughs> learn to do it? When did Carrie Fisher learned it. She barely trained as a, as a Jedi. Right, it she quit. They showed it in part. the movie. I know they did, and it's a, a very small part of her. Like She barely trained. So she never practiced anything to be a Jedi, but yet here we go. She's going to become a Force Ghost, too. And oh, here we go. Kylo Ren gets to be... Everyone's a Force Ghost. I feel it's like they assume, I feel, They did a lot of assuming, I think, here. Yeah. Of uh, They assumed that since you quote-unquote know that she did do some training no matter how much it was and that technically luke did train ben for a little while and then snoke trained him after that that maybe he's powerful enough to know that stuff but but i I know that's the difference between you said something cool there though johnny that that's the difference between sith and jedi the jedi embrace death and 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 welcome it at the end of their lives and when it's time compared to the Sith, like Palpatine in this movie, this is actually really works really well, that he, he wants nothing more than just to stay here. And he doesn't yeah. understand it. They can't understand it, that there's more to life. You know, death is part of life. It's more, it adds to life. It doesn't take away from life, which yeah. Palpatine never wanted to happen. And none of the previous Sith um, Lords would have. Yeah. I just and, had a problem with it. Cause it was just like, <sighs> I'm glad you're bringing this up. Cause I forgot to put this in my notes. When we when we do get to see Luke Skywalker again, I, uh, so what are can can ghosts catch lightsabers? Yeah. I, okay, I just wanted, I'm just tossing it out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't get me I, wrong. I'm I'm sure I mean, any ghost can. It's Luke, but still. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's in the same realm as this. I, I think this. They, they. I don't know if they they would ever talk about this, but. When I said on the last episode that one of the coolest things that Luke has in Legends, not canon, that was able to do is split physical form and spiritual form, if that's the way you want to frame it. His force ghost, right? So in the end of episode eight, when he gives himself up, but he's projecting himself, he's actually projecting his non-physical being part of the force out there. And he's actually using him. He's actually there. And that form, like that's a one distinction that I would make with people. Like, how did he interact with this? Well, he can interact with whatever, whatever he wants because that's actually you're able to do that. It's yeah. part of. You're actually bringing up kind of canon now. You're even bringing up more questions for me. <laughs> the other one would would be, have we? And maybe I've just missed it or forgot about it. Have they ever shown a Jedi been able to literally heal somebody? Before that's the first time on screen. Okay, that on screen. Okay, time that we've seen on screen. Yep. And yeah, and, but I don't remember them ever saying that she could do that before then, though. Yeah, it happened no, three times. But I think Grogu has done it. They've kind of—I don't know right. if that's like a retcon thing, but Grogu has done it in Book of Boba Fett. And uh, yeah, but she kind of does this out of nowhere, though, right? Like I don't remember. Right, she that should ever not be able that to she do, can do that. Yeah. Unless I, I, who knows where her teaching? You know, neither should Grogu either, though. Well, we was, on this podcast was, we stand Grogu, but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he shouldn't be able to either, technically. Did he learn it from yeah. Luke? Well, they, hey, hold on. Let me no, this was before. 
This is before Luke. Well, this is pre-Luke. Grogu. Yeah, the when he does the yeah. Force, yeah, when he does the Force, he, he, that's in the first season. Oh yeah, shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the the creature hurts him. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, right, sorry, Brian. You can just keep no, making me fine. think of things. <laughs> it's just these, are, these are the things that I get stuck on because I'm a stickler for, like I no, bought it, right. I bought I, into your canon. Yeah. Now yeah. stick to it and produce. It's the and, same thing. It's the same thing with pro wrestling, like Matt said before. It's this whole kayfabe thing. Like I want to be in this world. Like I'm. I've invested in this world. I'm glad to be in it. And you've set these rules. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's a sci-fi movie. It's not real. But, you know, we've invested into this world they've created and you've in this world and they've created these rules for it themselves. We didn't make these rules. They did. And it's like they don't even go by their own rules half the time. It's really annoying. Yeah. No, especially this director. He he doesn't care. He literally does not care. Um, More fun notes. I have a couple. Um, Once again, the, the melted helmet had to come back from Vader. And I still... Every time, look at it and go, how, why, why, how, 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 how did he acquire this? Right? Maybe, maybe he used light, light speed Who, skipping to creep, get it. What creep went into that funeral pyre after it was all ashes and wouldn't picked up the helmet? That's what I want to know. Probably that slug guy. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Probably the slug guy. The yeah. slug guy. He's the slug guy. And for the record, I looked at that picture and it does look like a penis. Claude <laughs> <laughs> the penis slug. <laughs> and then the the biggest overarching thing, and I'm, I guarantee you, Matt has this written down, or at least is about to bring it up as well, or was going to. Palpatine being alive ruins everything that the Vader redemption was. It makes it so freaking fucking pointless it makes it so dumb now his redemption saves luke so luke can give himself up for nothing and then later a few years later ray will attempt to save him but it was kind of actually leia that kind of saved him because i actually think he kind of turned back into ben then but we don't really know and I mean, we don't have any inner dialogue in his head of what he's actually thinking or who he is at that moment. But I think once he leaves that world, he's actually more bent than he ever than he yes. was before. Well, so, I mean, well, he he does talk to his dad, and, and by the way, his dad's really cool. He doesn't even bring up the fact that he stabbed and killed him. He's like, yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> greatest dad ever. Yes, <laughs> water under the bridge. Yes, force force ghost Han Solo. Everybody, right? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Now I I chalked it up to maybe he was just like thinking that in his head. Yeah, I don't. They didn't necessarily say he was a force ghost. In fairness, we all know what they meant. Don't don't play. I know you're right. Don't I should be do not pretend the lore, <laughs> the lore, guys, the lore. Stick with it's it. Stupid. That we know what they wanted us to believe. Hey, Han, Han doesn't believe not in that jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he don't. And then, uh, you know, so then whose redemption really is it? You know what I mean? It, so now after nine episodes, it's the redemption of Ben Solo. Is the Ben Solo saga like? Ben Skywalker you ruined one man's legacy with with Vader in fictional, but then you actually ruined the actor Mark Hamill's legacy with Episode Eight. 
And then nine, you just threw it all into the wind and just said, who gives a crap? Well, oh, basically. Sure, why not? Even yes. though, it, how the hell would he escape from there? He should have been the spirit, but that goes against the Sith mentality. So, I don't know. Yeah, but why would they care about that? They go against their own stuff all the time. But uh, it's... Just why? I'm with you here. That's the biggest question. <laughs> why? Why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Yeah, there's so much legacy here of beloved characters and family lineages and stuff. And you're right. This, the whole emperor showing back up, also, in a way. And this is the reason why I said in mind that I'm glad that they're going to do that. Did it at the beginning just to rip that bandaid off instead of that being a quote unquote big reveal. Because also, I've also felt that if you've spent three epic movies with that one guy being the big bad and you finally kill him at the end of it and you bring him back later, then it just feels like it's lazy and you couldn't think of a better bad guy uh, yes. for these three movies. The, yeah. Them bringing back Palpatine is the, it's the ultimate sign that they had no idea what they were doing. It's a cop-out, really. It's It's 100% a cop-out. The worst line, one of the worst lines in cinematic history, uh, Poe Dameron, somehow Palpatine returned or something along the lines of that. And it's it's like, yeah, that's that's what we're thinking, Poe. That's what we're thinking. How did he come back? Somehow Palpatine returned. That's what we're thinking. Um, I guess it's my turn. I might as well just continue to follow through. Uh I'm gonna wait for Brian to come back before I say one thing. Uh, but um, so did you? Did you like the fact that they were fighting each other through like space and time and stuff? Like that they were in different rooms. Did you? What did you think of that? Like the lightsaber duel about them not being in the same area, but it's confusing, <laughs> right? It's so dumb. I just thought it was more confusing than anything. I think they felt like they were doing something cool, and the idea of it, I think, is interesting and cool but it's also just confusing like uh like you mean the fact that he can actually physically grab stuff <laughs> you know even though she's not there that feels like a another cop out <laughs> it's another cop out for a plot device right it's a plot device cop out now it does come back with the lightsaber at the end where he where they do that again and she gives him the lightsaber despite them not being there together yeah but it's still, I'm with you here. That is, I know they're trying to show you that, uh, you know, the force is really awesome, but it just, it's another plot device comp out where like, Hey, we need, when you're writing this movie, you're like, Hey, we need to help the bad guys know where the good guys are going. Oh, I know what we'll do. <laughs> we'll Can you imagine be, we'll if just, you were... we'll just have him grab this necklace off of her, despite them being light years away from each other, <laughs> literally yeah. galaxies apart. What the hell? Can you imagine if you're walking by one of the rooms and you just see him like that? Like, <laughs> we need that. I want to see that. There's uh, one of my favorite comics. This is from a long time ago. It's a Star Wars comic, and it's literally from the perspective. It's the original trilogy, but it's from the perspective of two random tr stormtroopers. <laughs> and it's a comedy, and it's really good. But we need that for this. Like, just see, like some stormtrooper walk in and just see him, just rare, 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 just all around. <laughs> like, what's he doing? Like, like 
I, when when I get my like lightsabers all back and set up those really fancy ones that I bought, I'm just gonna do that and I'm gonna just swing my lightsaber around and be like, yeah, listen, Kylo Ren's in another planet. I'm just fighting him. All right, don't mind me, honey. <laughs> don't mind me. Yes, I will take I will take uh, a side of corn with those mashed potatoes. <laughs> Stoop. Stoop. Did you guys uh uh sorry to step away for a minute. Did did you guys bring up the fact that somehow Ray sent a lightsaber to I, I was saying that as you're putting your headphones okay. in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're uh, a diet. Ooh, a diet in the force. Uh <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, what the? So those are my notes. Uh, Misa Jaja Binks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the emperor thing, so bad. I would have been okay with like, and I I do have to admit, I was happy to see Ian McDiarmid. Oh, he's fantastic. I have nothing. Great dude. No, he's incredible perfect voice for that like he just he just oozes that character and that's fantastic but you know his time had, had is gone here if 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 they had done something, something in episode said, seven if they did something yeah. in episode seven that alluded to him coming back then maybe i would have been okay with it but yeah. i just and they also basically said that oh by the way snoke i made him like a you yeah. know it's just like it's a the quick, quick, yeah. uh, you know, Snoke, uh, that one we were building up for his first two movies, I just made him. That's why we could just kill him off so easy. No yeah, here's all the little clothes. So, what this does for Star Wars lore, and I think Brian was alluding to it, um, you pulled your pants down, you diarrhea just crapped over the entire reason why anybody loves Star Wars and the original, um, in the in the in the original trilogy, Ray is the chosen one. Say it with me, everybody. Ray is the chosen one. So I spent this movie rewatching it, trying to think of how I overall feel about her character. Daisy Ridley, I think, is a great actress. She's really good. Nothing wrong with her acting here. She's really good. But and I also think that it's important for little girls to maybe have a Jedi for them, you know? Yes, 100%. Because in fairness, Princess Leia, even though she's a badass, she wasn't running around with a lightsaber, right? Uh, so it's really cool that you have this strong, powerful uh, Jedi that they can relate to. So I'm all for it. But yeah, there's some weird things to do with her. Uh, they kind of try to Superman her in a way. And when you Superman somebody, uh, let's Matt, we've been doing a lot of pro wrestling here. Do you remember when John Cena, who everybody loves now, they hated him at one point because he would never lose. He won everything, no matter what. They even had a nickname called Super Cena yep. because he could not be beat. He was basically Superman, and there was no kryptonite in sight, and that's kind of the same thing that they did with her, and I think that hurts her more than anything. And she would have been far more interesting if they had established way more besides her trying to figure out her identity, which is a good story, but you also make her like the strongest being I've ever seen in star Wars. Right. At the same it, it, no, like, yeah, she did not lose like a single lightsaber battle, you know, even like she yeah. overcame Snoke. She overcame Kylo. She overcame Kylo multiple times. And she, yes, just... even, even at the beginning when she had really no training. <laughs> Yeah, Yoda, who's been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, he couldn't tap into a single other 
uh, force sensitive being to help him. Yeah. 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 This is horse shit. This is horse shit. Um, <laughs> this is so frustrating. Uh, yeah. I just, the, the, the story out of the gate was just wild. It was cool to see them together fight for the first time, like uh, with, with Ray and Finn and Poe and everybody for a little bit. Also, like, like it, it was neat to see, but why was Lando there? Like, I know we all wanted to see Lando. We all want to see Billy D. Williams be Lando again, but why was Lando uh, there? He didn't. I mean, the only reason I think he was even there was to have him show up again at the end for that big moment where they all show up because you needed a, a a face there that means something to the audience. Yeah. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. He's just kind of barely used here. But it is. I, I wasn't mad at it. Just. But then again, that's nostalgia. They're using nostalgia against me because I get to see this character. This is the same. Right. And and this is what I alluded to in the last episode is that the the Yoda, like they're just throwing Yoda just for shits and giggles. Oh, here's Lando doing nothing. Just giving a couple words of encouragement like Billy D. Williams. He was a space pimp. Well, if you think about it, Chewie didn't really do anything. These three movies. He had a he had a bigger I mean role, but I I guess I mean he did, but did he? But they could have done this movie without him, and it wouldn't have mattered. No, I I mean I I concur. I just but for like a one off appearance, I I don't know. Yeah. I, it, I, it just I was thinking quite literal. You were, uh, were you asking why was he on that planet? Because that's a good question. He I mean, there's that too. The right just, planet. Well, that's that party, man. It's party time. That's true. That is that true. party doesn't just happen every year, but man. He clearly, he knew who they were immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know so, who you are. You're the new rebels. So here I can help you. Um yeah, so that was like frustrating. Again, you know, looking back at the trilogy, you missed a huge opportunity to have those four, five, seven, whatever, you know, that original crew just together. Just shameful. Absolutely shameful. Um I do got to say, I loved uh, Exegol. I love the, 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 like, that was a plus. That was something that's been mentioned in the comics and shown in the comics before, dating back uh, a long time. Actually, if you play Lego Star Wars um, and go to Exegol, there's a lot of funny signage at, uh, <laughs> around the place. Said no, it was, was it like yeah. no Skywalkers allowed or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yes. A lot of really fun gags there. Very anti, very anti uh, Skywalker. But this is a place that Vader and Dooku and all these characters um, knew about. It was nice to know that there was a Sith homeworld that was just dark. Yeah, and- needed more sand though. You know, they're not could use a little here. bit more sand. Could use a little yeah. bit more sand. Uh yeah. I just so disappointing. And I, you know, back to Johnny's. Original point of having those two, like they, they both should have survived. Um, oh, also, okay, we got the Knights of Ren finally, and and Ben just just beats them all up. Yep. Well, they alluded to him for three movies, and it's the first time you ever really see them. Like you don't really learn anything about them, really. Uh, it's they the look, same thing with Snoke, yeah. really. It, it, they're just kind of there for uh, as an obstacle for him to go through real quick. Right. Well, they, I mean, they, I don't re- think they, they regarded really them at all. Me- in in episode eight i don't think they mentioned them at all in episode eight and there was no visual i remember it was a long time ago uh the the uh ben affleck daredevil movie right yes had a spinoff of electra did we just bring this up twice (laughs) 
And I, sort of. this is a different Daredevil, a different <laughs> universe. <laughs> this is the Ben Affleck Daredevil. And it had a spinoff of Elektra. She had her own movie. Yeah. Not too long after it. And in this movie, they set up these bad guys, these multiple bad guys. She's kind of kind of like the Knights of the uh, of of this one, right? You know, in the first movie they talk about them, they kind of allude to them. And I was like, man, I can't wait to see these guys. And then you don't see them until he beats them like they're nothing. Uh, that happens in that Electra movie. Literally one of the bad guys that they sort of build up when you see them and you don't see them again until uh, in five seconds she drops a tree on them. And then he's dead. <laughs> uh, literally, that literally happens in that movie. And I felt the same thing here. Why yeah. build up? That's another Star Wars thing. You get some really cool, interesting characters, even from a design standpoint, that look neat. Those guys look pretty sweet. I want to know more about him. Why did that one guy have a really wild looking cleaver? Tell me, you know, but no, yeah. don't get, don't no get I know. And, 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 and when we started the show 10 months ago now, I think it was 10 months ago. This is our 10th episode. Brian was all guns a blazing. I'm going to shit all over George Lucas. Fuck that guy. And then he actually connected dots way better. Way better than Disney ever did. <laughs> way better than J.J. Abrams. Way better than Uriah Johnson. George Lucas. Oh, what a guy. He would have never, ever, ever let that. They actually brought him in to save this movie, this trilogy. They, I'm, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, he had nothing to do with episode seven and eight. They brought him in to consult on episode nine. Yeah. And Kathleen Kennedy still has a job. Impressive. She probably got promoted. She probably failed upward. She probably did. These movies make money, man. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Did this well, movie make money? That, yeah. That's that article that I shared with you guys where some schmuck from Disney is talking about they were profitable. That's not, that's yeah. not what we're talking about. We're not talking <laughs> but that's money. what that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, sadly on this Does this movie make money? Then okay. Um, all right. Man, I'm sure you have more notes, but I want to get this in. Did you guys have a um Real when when Ray was supposed to chop down Palpatine, was that like kind of like in the Mummy, right, with Brendan Fraser, where uh, in the beginning of the movie with Anaxim Sanom Moon or whatever, his uh the the bride, right, he's got a he he's he needs a real human to to stab so that he can bring yeah. his ghost back. Oh, to, yeah, yeah. Is that the same kind of premise? It's been forever since I've seen it, but I think so. Yeah, yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit. So when I um, when I saw that in the movie this time, I was like, they did it better in the mummy. <laughs> well, the mummy was actually fun. <laughs> yeah, what I remember. it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't remember the, that I had fun watching that movie, and I wasn't yeah, confused. Yeah. Just as I wasn't here. I, I don't have too many more notes. Again, the final battle was disappointing. Uh, th- I think this trilogy severely lacked in lightsaber duels. That was that was. Um, that was the big thing for me. I, and I know maybe they're trying to go away and do something different, but uh, sorry, lightsaber battles are the big draw, right? People tune in to watch the the, the, the big lightsaber battles. It's it's the equivalent of, um, you know, people watching the Power Rangers back in the day. What was the best part when they morphed, right? Tyrannosaur! Like, that was the best part when you got all hyped up. Epis- episodes one through six, we got hyped up. Lightsaber duel. This whole trilogy, just the only iconic one was episode seven. The one in the water for episode nine was great, but like it was, it was pretty good. But other than that, it just, it, it, 
like episode, you know, a lot of the stuff in episode eight, you were always waiting for that moment, like that that vindication that maybe they were on to something the whole time and you just never felt it. Um Yeah, I needed I needed one moment where I looked at it and I was like, that's so cool. I needed that moment. Yeah. And I don't feel I really got that here. No. No, not at all. Um that Skywalker part at the end pissed me off though. I will say this. I am I am a heated human being. There's video of people getting mad in the movie theaters. All right. Just just so one girl she said, Don't you fucking say it. Like she said it, it was like a TikTok. Don't you fucking say it. She goes, Skywalker. And everyone's like, Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! It's it's tremendous. Uh man. It was yeah, people were heated. I, I mean, mean that's that's fraud. <laughs> Identity theft is not a joke. That's identity theft, yeah. That's literally identity theft. It was just, it was silly. You know, I just, I, also too, who did Palpatine, whose cheeks did, did Palpatine clap to, to lead to Ray? I need to know. And when did he do it? Well, he had a son. Well, I know, but I know Ray was like his <laughs> granddaughter, but. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> But also the sun wasn't like, like this is supposed to be what? Like 20, 20, 30 years after return of the Jedi. Um, I don't remember the timeline. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. When was Palpatine clapping cheeks? Please. And thank you. Didn't he have something? I'm trying to remember from the first. I also think uh, maybe his son was cloned. Oh yeah. Hmm. I think so. Oh, yeah. I was so, good at video games. But so yeah. there's actually a um uh, a novel of this movie. And I have heard it makes more sense if you read the novel, which I believe. because <laughs> uh, yeah. it seems like this director didn't know how to read or write. So I, I think if we were to look that up, it might maybe he's in there. I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a big book reading kick, but I don't know if I want to put myself through this experience again. Yeah, just um, you're probably fine not reading. It. <laughs> I'll just look it up on Wikipedia, maybe. Yeah, um, but that is that's that's my inclusion uh, conclusion of episode nine. A jumbled oh, mess. It was. Um, it was. It was pretty. It get yeah. It gave me polio of the eyes. <laughs> so. Um, there's that. Uh, I guess it's time to go through and give our final scores, everybody, as to uh, what we want to rate this movie. Where does it rank amongst all um, all of Star Wars? Johnny, you've had uh, some time to think about this. Let's uh, kick off with, with you. It's not the best, obviously, but it's also not the worst. It's not the best, but good enough. But it's also kind of blah. And there's some cool parts in it but there's also some some parts where you kind of pull out your hair if you're trying to understand it and understand these decisions they make uh, well, um Palpatine should not have been the bad guy you know uh it's you're, you're totally fine letting both uh Ben and Ray live like we can have both of those people live uh, that's totally fine you don't need to just copy the other Star Wars movies constantly. Uh, you can kind of make your own path here. But no, that's not what they do, I guess. <laughs> it is. The pro- the part that I'm really struggling with is that when compared to the last movie, 
it's it's it just didn't hurt me as much. <laughs> that I, I'm, I mean, Luke Skywalker is my absolute favorite Star Wars character, and that one just really just really kicked me in the balls. This one, at least, let me put a cup on first before kicking me in the dead balls. <laughs> so I'm thinking that this is a this is right down the middle for me. It's a five, and that's me being being generous because hold on the, a second hold on a second yeah. what a life preserver you just tossed this movie with a five i was going no, to explain I, why but go ahead i don't judge <laughs> i don't i don't judge i i your score is agreeable however you found you did you definitely found this better than attack of the clones i just want to just reconfirm that you found this movie better than episode two a million thousand a hundred whatever numbers the highest percent yeah i would watch this ahead of attack of the clones any day of the week that movie is even more of a slog than this movie, Thanks. in my opinion. Okay. Well, thank you for allowing me to put a cup on my balls before you kicked. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I just wanted to read. Please don't. Uh, please don't base our friendship on this. <laughs> and we're go. Are we doing Star Wars logic where we can kick each other's balls through other rooms? <laughs> Use the force. Uh, I, Matt, and the reason Matt, why, you kick, a, Matt, why are you kicking the TV? I'm just kicking Johnny's balls. He's in another state, but uh, we're just, we're just kicking each other in the balls. I mean, uh, he's in North Carolina, but I can kick his balls just fine. <laughs> uh, it's it's this is, and this again is just my opinion. Uh, you know, I just really found that episode two to be the, in my feelings, the worst one, and this one is better than that. Uh, I'm. I'm really curious now after I've watched that after we've all watched all of these, um, I would need more time to think about it, but where we would actually rank the main movies uh, now after rewatching them. I'm with Matt and then this is the top 10 of the 11, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not in the first five. I'll just tell you that much. Uh, it's the reason I give it a five is I just feel it's so. Eh. Like, if you told me how I feel about this movie, my response would be, eh. And that's kind of how I feel. It's a, and that's a five all day long. I, I'm not excited about it, but also, I don't, like, that last movie where we watched just made me, just depressed me. And I at least wasn't depressed here, even though I was like, why did they do that with this character? Why did they do that with that character? But also, again, like, Brian was saying, I am giving this movie a light, uh, a, a little, I'm saving it from itself. Yeah. Uh, I do recognize I'm doing that, but I'm doing that because I think that this movie had an impossible task in that the last movie kind of put it in a corner. It's obvious they knew that and they're trying to punch out of that corner. And on top of that, uh, a, a beloved person passes away. That yeah. was obviously going to be an important part of, your, of this movie. And those are two things that, is really tough to overcome. So with those thoughts, I agree with Brian. I am being very forgiving of this movie. I recognize that. I do know that it's not a great movie. It's also not the worst of the star Wars movies, but uh, there's, there's so many more star Wars stuff. That's just better than this. And that's kind of why I'm giving this a five. It's a good score. Brian. Do you remember what I gave episode eight? Because I don't. It was low. You was might have given it a two or a one. I think I two gave it a one. zero. 
I think I gave yeah, it a no, zero. You did. I won't give it a zero. And I don't think all of its faults are necessarily this movie's fault itself. It had a lot of help to get to this pathetic status that it is. So I will give it a one. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and retroactively, retroactively, I'm going to give episode eight a zero with Matt. I'm going to move this up to one because it is a little better than the other one. Only because I really did like, like, this was the most I enjoyed Adam Driver and Kylo Ren. Now, I didn't hate him in any of them. Like That's what I said over and over. I never had a problem with him or the character at all, really. But this one, man, I was like, man, he is carrying this terrible movie. He he is carrying this whole thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his yeah, he's, he's my far he's my far the MVP of this. Yeah. Yeah. And like his redemption was good. The minor tweaks I would have done was Luke stays alive to this episode, and then he gets to save <laughs> he gets to save Ray, and then Ray saves Kylo at the end. And then That's Kylo how- saves Ray. Yes. No, I get what no. you're talking about spiritually. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, whatever, man. We're done, right? That's going to give it a <laughs> score. It's not going to be good. I'm so glad this is over. I, Wrap it up. <laughs> honestly, I'm closer to Johnny. I'm sorry. And the reason why is this. Why am I apologizing? Um, the reason why is this. I had no expectations to going into this movie. I think episode eight hurt me so bad because of the expectations were too high. Episode nine, I'm like, eh, it is what it is. We're going to get a Star Wars movie. I'm going to go a four out of 10. I'm going to go to four out of 10. It tried. It's definitely not as good as episode seven. It is better than episode eight. It's not nearly as good as Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace, in my in my opinion, in my opinion. But um, I, I just I, I think because my expectations were flatlined and <laughs> restored, they were balanced, uh, so to speak. Uh, kind of like how I am with you know my my Colts this upcoming year. I'm not expecting good things. Whatever happens, happens. That's how I felt about <laughs> Episode Nine. And, uh, and those expectations did not, dis- you know, they, 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 it was like, oh, all right, cool. It's not complete dog shit, but kind of sort of is it still smells a little bit. It yeah. still smells. It didn't get in between my toes. So it's hard to clean, but it's on the heel of my shoe. <laughs> I could have gave this movie a four if they would have made Claude an actual penis. <laughs> Remember, and, do not send unsolicited Claude picks, please. Remember that. <laughs> and then everything is penis themed from there on out. All the lightsabers turn into dildos. Oh, just God, like a I think I've seen just that like... version of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the hell. Oh, I got a picture for you. See my guys. dark saber, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I did, but now I'm really curious. <laughs> so there it is, everybody. Um still Still pretty low. Still yeah. pretty low. But we did it. 
Yay, we're heroes. And we rewarded ourselves. We get to we get to review maybe the best Star Wars movie next. That's yeah. that's what I hear. Uh Brian, because you are the most excited. You try to um you are the definitely the most excited for this one. Um what are we doing next time? We're moving to Rogue One. It is the uh standalone property that actually worked for Star Wars. So there's oh, that. I, th- I thought we were doing episode one three D. <laughs> Darth Maul's coming right at me. <laughs> do you uh, do you guys remember that when they tried to do that? The three D I went and saw it in the theater. I sure do, yeah. I could not afford to do it, but I would have loved to. Um very good. Yes, Rogue One, which we were all excited about. Yes. Um and so what what the flow of the show, because we're obviously getting towards the end of the movies, right? Uh ladies and gentlemen, listeners, that um we're gonna do Rogue One. We're going to do solo, and then we're going to have a rotational pick every single month. So one of the hosts um, will pick something, some sort of Star Wars media, just because I don't want to just do movies and TV shows, um, which we haven't done any TV shows yet, I acknowledge. But I want to be able to do like a video game breakdown, mix it up a little bit, want to do the books, soundtrack, even Honestly, I mean, I I know we do this once a month, but even like a character biography every now and then wouldn't be too bad. Um, but that's just me. That's that's the idea. We'll obviously go through and and we'll pick out. But there's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot at a, a bigger range uh, of Star Wars content aside from the movies after um, you know after the coming months. So um, Rogue One is it. Is there anything you guys want to say in conclusion? Yeah, real quick, I do have our verses. Let's do that real fast. It won't yes. take us long. Uh, and this is based on Matt sending me an unsolicited Claude pick. Uh, so it's Claude versus Brett, uh, uh, Brett Favre's penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wins in this uh, battle of unsolicited picks? <laughs> Honestly, I'm team Claude right now. <laughs> you know what? I'm team Claude, too. <laughs> Yeah, I think Claude can fix me up, so uh, I'm with Claude. Yes. <laughs> but I will say, if you see one, you know, space like penis, you've seen them, seen them all. <laughs> but he wasn't Science Jewish. Does not matter. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm making, I'm creating a funny picture for you guys, and I will send it into the group chat um, momentarily, and it is not to be posted on social media. I repeat, it is not to be posted on social media. But Sorry, that is we'll, it, everybody. Thank we'll post you. it on social media as soon as possible, everybody. <laughs> uh, and we'll, I'll just, and also just to let you know that uh, Claude, if you if you look him up, you'll know, uh, like if he was circumcised, you'll just know. <laughs> Hold on, it's almost ready. Uh, that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the area of grievances. The Skywalker saga is complete. We will see you all in a month for Rogue One. Take care and may the force be with you.
would be honored if you would join us.